Hallelujah. We are talking about the beautiful job. Amen. How many of you are going home with a job? I go home with a job. Say, I'm going home with a job. Hallelujah. Amen. God is going to use you greatly. I see you as a great shepherd. I say, I see you as a great shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when we took off yesterday to look at the beautiful job, we said that the beautiful job is the job of a shepherd looking after the sheep of God. Amen. And that is the beautiful job. And it is because of the beautiful job that you are alive. Hallelujah. God is keeping you alive because of the beautiful job. Amen. I get what I'm saying. So make sure that you respond to God properly. Yeah. Make sure that you respond to God properly. One of the things that happens, one of the things that happen, okay, happens to people who serve the Lord is that they live for a long time. Yeah. Billy Graham just died. He just died. Many, many years. Very, very old. Over Robert was very, very old. Do you understand it? Yeah. So, if you want to live long, you must use your life to serve the Lord. Amen. That is why you are alive. You are alive to serve the Lord. You are alive to use your life for the purpose of God. Hallelujah. Then we looked at how you can prepare to do the beautiful job. And we looked at two main areas. Number one, your preparation in terms of your your character and your life now that you are a believer. Amen. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 7 Paul said eh, you must have a good report among those who are outside the church. Amen. I get what I'm saying. And we, we realize that before we became born again we lived a certain type of life. How many of you, how many of you here can say that you are not proud of the type of life that you lived before Christ saved you? Can I see your hand? You are not proud of that life. The things that you did before you became a Christian. You are not, you are not proud of it. How many of you can say that? Amen. How many of you are proud of your life the life that you lived before the Lord saved you. You are very proud of it. Is there anybody here? Hallelujah. But now that we are saved by the grace of God, the Bible says that all things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. So it is important for us to live in such a way that our witness will be accepted. 
if we continue to to walk in lies, in lust, in fornication, in drunkenness, do you understand it? And all the things that we saw. I mean, people will say, look, who is this person who wants to come to talk to us? Your witness will not be accepted. So, I'm saying this because, you know, some of us could still be doing some things in your life. But I want you to know that you need to purge yourself so that God can use you. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20. The Bible says that in a large house, but in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor, and some to dishonor. Amen? Verse 22. Verse 21. If a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Give me NLT. NLT. Now go back to from verse 20. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, if you keep yourself pure, you'll be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you'll be ready for the master to use you for every good work. If you keep yourself pure. Watch that. You must keep yourself pure. Amen? Amen. The keeping of yourself pure is done by you. Yeah. If any man purge himself from these things, he shall be a vessel. He shall be a vessel. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. So, listen. How many of you want God to use you? Purge yourself of certain things. Amen. Purge yourself of certain things. Then God would use you. Amen. Do you want God to use you? Hmm? Yeah. 
Hallelujah. What do you think about what I'm saying? Hmm? Now, come with me to First Thessalonians chapter 4. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Furthermore, then, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. Verse 4. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Not in the last of concupiscence. Even as the Gentiles which know not God. Give me the NLT from verse 1. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. You live this way already and we encourage you to do so even more. For you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Give me verse 4 in NIV. That each of you should learn to control his own body in such a way that that is holy and honorable. Verse 5. Not in passionate lusts like the hidden who do not know God. Hallelujah. How many of you want God to use you? It's very important. It's very, very important. Okay. So, you cannot live anyhow and expect that God would use you. Hallelujah. Many times, many times, the reason why things don't work, even if the ministry doesn't work, pastors are in ministry for many years, the church doesn't work, you know, sometimes it's some of these things. Yeah. Because they introduce demons in your life. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. So, you must make sure, and please, if you are here and you have any problems that you are dealing with personally, things that you can't overcome, okay, we are here to counsel you. I get what I'm saying. Yeah, we are here to counsel you and to help you. And whatever you share with us is between you and us. Yes, and we'll help you. We'll counsel you. All right, so that you'll be free and walk in liberty and be able to serve the Lord. Then, number two, you must prepare in terms of knowing the word of God. Because the tool of a shepherd is the word. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 11 said, he shall, he shall feed his flock as a shepherd. And Jesus told Peter, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Hallelujah. So a shepherd, it says, since yesterday I've been feeding you. I've heard you so many things. Every, every Sunday I feed you. Recently I fed you, you know, with uh the word regarding the blood of Jesus. And I'm sure that many of you have learned so many things about the blood of Jesus. Is that not so? Yes. I get what I'm saying. Okay. But to be able to feed the sheep with the word of God, you must know the word of God. And the word of God, you will know it by studying it. Having your daily quiet time. How many of you have read your Bible today? Okay. Why haven't you read your Bible? Why haven't you read your Bible? We're supposed to be here at uh, five. Because of the rain, we couldn't come. Why didn't you read your Bible? Do you see? Yes. Immediately, the things that we are teaching, you begin to put it into practice. Yeah. And also, and also, listen to me. I, I'm just sharing a little in out of my heart with you, then we'll continue. One of the things that you must overcome, and I think it concerns most of you here, is laziness. It's laziness. Amen? I tell you, I tell you, laziness, I think laziness, the effect is the same thing as like uh, demons be in your life. Or even a curse in your life. Yeah? I'm telling you. A lazy person will not progress in life. A lazy person. Do you see? And, and, and even the fact that most of you are not able to pass through the rain. Because I really wonder whether it really rained heavily. <laughs> yes! Of course, if I, I, I didn't see it, it if, if it was raining heavily, fine. But I wonder. 
But you see, a lazy person has a lot of excuses. Now listen, look, look, hello, hello, I'm not joking. Nobody should joke here. I'm not joking at all. Listen to what I'm saying. You see, these things, God has brought you to change your life. Some of you, you have never had an older person to advise you before. And some of you know that you, don't have, an, you have not had an older person, but you have never yielded. Nobody has been able to control you. You have just lived your own life. Done what, you know, when an older person advises you, just insult the person. I mean, who are you to tell me what to do? That's how your life... So, now God is giving you a package. God is, is redefining your life. He's changing you. I'm going to teach you about the anointing. And I'll teach you that your vessel has to change. Yeah. So, church is a very important thing. Church changes everything about you. If you are humble. If you are humble. To accept, you know, advice. Yes. And correction. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Many people don't do well because of laziness. Yeah. If you want to do well, work very hard. Work very, very hard. Work very hard. Some of you, you say you don't have a job. You don't have a job. Not that you don't have a job, but the type of job that you can do to earn money, you feel lazy to do it. Yes. About uh, two Sundays ago, about two Sundays ago, okay, um, a certain brother came to see me. He's now a businessman. He's not a businessman. Doing very well. He's built his house. You know. I think he says he's built two houses or so. Now when he sat before me, he said, Bishop, I want to thank you. I really, really want to thank you for a message that you preached many years ago at Kolegona. Yeah. About how to overcome poverty do you see laziness and all that? He said, that message, I decided to implement it. He said, I decided to take that message seriously and do what he taught. Today, he's blessed. He's built two houses. And one of the things that I taught during those series was laziness. Yeah. You can't pass your exams because you are lazy to study. You sit at home because you are lazy. Do you see? You could go to the market and push track and get money and study in the evenings to pass your exams and be able to go to university and progress in life. Yes. 
So not that you are poor. Do you see? But you are poor because you are lazy. And laziness will affect everything. If you are a married woman, you are poor. You are lazy. Your house will be dirty. Dirty. The hall will be dirty. The kitchen will be dirty. Bedroom will be dirty. Yeah. One time I entered the bedroom of a lazy wife. Yeah. I traveled. I traveled. They were having all kinds of problems. She and her husband. I traveled and went there. And, and when I got to the house, I wanted to use the bathroom. You know, to wee I've kept the wee for a long time. I was, I was traveling. I've traveled for hours. So I asked, where's the bathroom? And the bathroom, so this is the living room. We have to enter their bedroom. And then the bathroom was there. So when I entered the bedroom, you see, the confusion that I saw quickly understood why there were problems. Laziness will affect every area of your life. I'm telling you. Yeah. One of the signs of laziness is sleeping a lot. Sleeping a lot. Any person here who sleeps more than six hours, you are sleeping too much. You are sleeping too much. You are sleeping too much. There are pastors who are lazy. Oh yeah. Sometimes yeah, the church is not working, the mission is not working, you know, because of laziness. He can't get up to pray. He can't get up to go to the field, to do evangelism, to do the hard things that must be done. Because I tell you, when you see people who are successful, do you get it? Look, one of the main things is that they have been working very hard. Yeah, I see our older brothers here. Eh? See Mr. Ribu is here. See Uncle Sam is here. Is their presence here and the presence, all the meetings and you know, it shows me these are people who have been working hard. They are not af- afraid of hard work. It is one of the things that we kill in this Bible school. So if you have walked around, you see that people are cleaning, people are sweeping, people are, you know, taking care of the loins, you know, and all that. It's all part of the training. It's all part of the training. It's all part of the training. You see people at the main gate, opening the gate, locking it. You see morning, evening, it's part of it. Yeah. So laziness. Laziness. Alright, I am talking... I'm talking to you about laziness with regards to your preparation for the the beautiful job. I'm saying that, you know, not only immorality and, you know, this type of lies, but also being a lazy person. 
being a lazy person. Yeah. If you take our presiding bishop, very hard working. Everything you see here was done under his guidance. Direct supervision. There is no one tie here that he didn't supervise. All this stone work. Everything. You come here every day. Yeah. Do you get it? That's beside all the things that he's doing. That's beside the crusades. The pastoring of the churches. Taking decisions on the churches. Writing books. Have you, have you paused to ask how is he able to write books? Yeah? It's so easy to write. Hours. Hours. I've done a research before. Hours of reading and writing. So pastors, you want to have a mega ministry? Hard work. Yeah? You see me driving to the A Cathedral. You drive for hours. Going around with the workers. Do this. Correct this. This, 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 this. Uh, for hours. Then now, visitations. Then preaching. Eh? Then meetings, thinking about the church. Administrative meetings, we can be there three, four hours, the whole day we are there. Are you getting what I'm saying? So let me give you two scriptures on laziness. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 24. All right. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Showing you how to understand the scripture, so read it in different versions. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in slave labor. NLT. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. No, generally speaking, we can divide the world into Masters and slaves. Oh yeah. Look. When you see owners of companies. Managing directors. You see that's why they are paid so much. They work a lot. Somebody told me of our current president. Goes to the office early. Leaves very late. Yes. People who are successful, they work a lot. And that is why they are masters. The lazy people are always slaves or they are the people at the bottom. No, because, listen, if you are here and you are not able to pass your BEC, 
I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The likelihood is that you will not do well. Nobody can employ you. If people want to employ, they can't employ because what do you know? What do you have? You don't understand much. You can't think much. You can't do much. Wow. Yeah. Go to the market and push ah uh, ah uh, how do you call it uh, Truck. Yes. Archbishop was a truck pusher. Yeah. And then he was a goro boy at the airport. So when we arrive from the airport, the people who carry the bags. Yes. Today, he sits with presidents. They invite him to go and pray with that. When you see, listen, let me give you a secret. Don't tell anybody. How many of you won't tell anybody? It's just between us here. Okay. When you see successful people, one of the things you should know about them is that they work very hard or they have been working very hard. You think of any successful person. Jesus walked from Galilee to Jerusalem. Galilee is in northern Israel. The map of Israel. Galilee is here. Israel. Galilee is here. Jerusalem is here. 200 miles. Galilee is northern, northern Israel. And he walk. He walk. Hello. He walk. You are too lazy, brother. You are too lazy. You are too lazy, sister. You are too lazy. You are damn lazy. Yeah. Yeah. And if you continue like that, you never do. I don't have anybody to help me. I don't have anybody. You don't have anybody to help you. Help yourself. Yeah. And often it's because even though you yourself, you don't have much in terms of education and all that, you are also proud. You are also proud. Even you are proud. As I'm saying, I go and push track. I am waiting for people who come to me after this come to say that, Bishop, can you give me money? I want to go and buy my own track. I want to do my own track. I want to go. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yes. I'm waiting. Yes. Yeah. You do your track and you write on it. Anakazo. Anakazo. 
Anakazo Transports. There's a businessman in town. Bamson. Bamson Company. They do in paints. Huh? Car paints. Seconds. Seconds. A very rich man. Very, very, very rich man. You know. When I was in my hospital, the, the company was one of the companies I had to uh, look after. Yeah. I hear that he started at Oprah Square selling paints and things. Yeah, that's how he started. That's how he started. Now he's built a big company. So I'm saying that kill laziness, kill it. Kill it. Rise up. Do different things. Yeah. Where's Pastor Geoffrey? Eh? Oh, okay. One of our pastors, he works at the laborer at the cathedral. How many of you have seen him before? Yeah, you see him there. Working as a laborer. Yeah. To get money. To be able to do the ministry. Because he's a lay pastor. And I have a lot of respect for him. And if I have help, I'll, I'll help him. He's the one that I'll give to. Yes. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to come and see me, sir. Bishop, I want to go and do my track. And a casual transport. And I want to see pulling it, sweating. Well, there's a bishop actually. How is it working? Yeah. Now watch and see. Within six months, within six months, you see the money that you have. Yeah. I hear that these boys who sell are on the road, many of them do that and they, tra- they travel. Hallelujah. The ministry requires hard work. I taught you yesterday about evangelism. You have to walk. Jesus went about. And Jesus went about. You have to walk about. Walk about. Yeah? Walk about. You don't want to walk about to talk to people about Jesus eh? for two hours, three hours, one hour. You can't have a church. You can't have a bar center. And some of you, you are content with living on handouts. Somebody gives you ten Ghana cities. Someone gives you five Ghana cities. Somebody gives you seven Ghana cities. That's how you live your life. So the whole week, somebody gives you five, then you are just there. No. 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 Yeah. 
Then the second scripture, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Hello? Change it and give us NIV. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Now, that scripture is saying that there are some inheritances that have been promised. And there are some people who already have received it. Do you understand it? Okay. And the Bible says that you can also receive those same inheritances. But the key is that don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. So the inheritance pastors of the anointing, you should see pastors. You should see pastors. They see you, you know, many times. No, pastors see me. You don't even know them from anywhere. They just come and kneel down and hold your feet. Say, Papa, please release an amount upon me. Listen. Anointing doesn't come that way. It doesn't come that way. Yeah. I believe that I'm carrying the mantle of my father, Bishop Dark. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. And it's years of chasing that anointing. And one of the ways you, you, you chase and catch that anointing is to, is to look at how the person lives his life and do the same. And I see that he's hard working. I say, and I've been working hard over the years. Oh yeah. When I heard him say that he could pray for seven hours from ten to five. He did it the first time when he was in secondary school. I decided that I also pray. That's why I started praying long hours. Yeah. I can pray 16 hours. 18 hours. Yeah. I can just be there in a room for three days. Don't go anywhere. Just praying morning, tonight, morning, tonight, morning, tonight, Thursday. He preaches long. I've learned how to preach long. Praise for people, thousands of them. Last year at the church group conference, in the last day or so, I stood there after 
preaching for many hours. Started. Presently, a man of God invited me. And one of the days I was praying for the people in the church. Later he told me that based on what I saw at the church group conference, when he started praying for the pastor, this, this man, this one is cuckoo for him. Yes, based on what I saw. Because that was a far larger crowd. You want anointing? You want a certain type of ministry? Don't just admire it. Don't just admire it. Become it. Become it. Become it. Become it. I want all my pastors by the end of next year. Do you understand it? This must be your church. This must be your church. Yeah. 150 to 200 people, that's your church. Your church. Eh? At Opekuma. Yes. These are the people when you stand, your center service, there's it. Yeah. If you have 50 percenters and you put them together, you have this. That's going to take hard work. I was not born into a rich home. I was born into a God-fearing home. But growing up, it was not easy. There were so many of us. Yeah. But I've been working hard. I worked hard at my studies. I didn't have textbooks. I would walk from second day, Bacano, to the second day, Regional library. Very far. Very far. I walk and enter there and pick the books from the shelf and sit down and study. I work for to have extra classes in different places. When I went to medical school abroad, I would spend my holidays in the UK, in London. Now work. Get a job as a kitchen porter. Washing bowls and plates. Some of the bowls were bigger than myself. When I started working in the hospital, I was a pastor at the same time for 14 years. From hospital to church. From church to the house. From the house to the hospital. Hospital to the field. Visitation. And I always pastor from afar. Accra. Legon campus. Accra, Achimota, Accra, Tema, Accra, Tema Newtown, Accra, Sakumono. All this from afar. Accra, Nyanyano. Kaswa Nyanyano. 
And working as a busy doctor. Do you get it? How many of you God is speaking to you? Eh? Stop thinking that somebody is going to help you. Nobody is going to help you. Rise up and do something for yourself. I want the sisters to rise up. Every sister here. So when I visit, I ask, what do you do? What do you do? You can't just be staying in the room. If we are a, 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 a sister and you don't work, you stay in the room. Men will just sleep with you. Because how will you live? So the men in the area, they see you. Okay, as a nice target, they sleep with you, give you 10 Ghana cities, give you 5 Ghana cities, and that's why you live your life. If you don't take that, you become a prostitute. So I want all of you here to go back from this camp and begin to work hard, not only in the ministry, but in your own personal life. If you did SHS and you didn't pass, do it again. If you don't have money, see us. We'll help you. We'll help you to rewrite it. Then go to university and become a proper person. I get very excited when I see people who are trying to do something for themselves. I get very excited. Yeah. Amen? The spirit of this church, our church, is the spirit of hard work and of excellence and achieving something and doing well in life. Receive that spirit in the name of Jesus. That big car park that we have at AA. I want to see your car park there. The, the brother sat, and I was very happy because I, I didn't know that that was what was happening. Even the, uh, the electrical engineer who is doing our electrical things in church, eh? Brother Emmanuel. Yeah, we're just like one of you. His, his life story is just like most of you here. I brought him to a camp like this in 2009. He was, he was, he was a convert just like you. Just like you, he fits into most of you here. And I asked him, what do you do? He said, nothing. He said, find something to do. What would you like to do? He said, I'd like to learn to become an electrician. Yeah. So I handed him over were very good. The person who did all the electrical works here, handed him over. He was with him for about four years. Four or five years. Yes. Lent it. It got to a time when the master gets a job. A big job. He's the only one there doing it. Until he finished. Then recently he told me something that shocked me. He said he's going to write an exam. I said, what, what, what exam is that? He said, there's an exam that if you write, you become an ECG certified 
electrical engineer. How did he know? He went to write it and he has it. And it means that he, if you say you are an electrician and you do your work somewhere, he can come and supervise it and certify that your work is good. He's the one, this big work that we are doing at the cathedral, doing all the electrical things. And about four days ago, our bishop who is in charge of all our electrical things, Bishop Johnny, he's an electrical engineer. Do you see? Came there to come to, come to look at what he has done. And I asked him, how is it? Oh, great. I said, so can he? So he's doing it, cry. Now, he's looking after himself. He's married. A proper person. Proper, correct. Spiritual, anointed. And anointed in the ministry. Anointed in the ministry. Anointed in a very wild shepherd. Yeah. Amen? Amen. If you have cut off your school, go back to school. BEC that you didn't pass, SHA that you didn't pass, it will never help you to move up. And if you think that you don't have the brains to study, learn a trade, learn a profession, and take it on that route also. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Sisters, do something. You can become a hairdresser. Then when you get to a hairdresser, you take it up and become a beautician. Something. Do something. Hard work. When I was in my hospital, I used to do what was called home calls. Which in Ghana here, doctors feel too big to do it. What is a home call? When you are sick, don't come to us. Call me, I'll come there. Yeah. I have so many companies and the managers and I told them, I told them, call me, I'll come to your house or I'll come to your office. I'll leave the hospital. Yeah. I was so rich. I was so rich. Because if I come to your house, if you came to the hospital, it was 10 Ghana cities. For me coming to your house, you have to pay 100 Ghana cities. 10 times. 5 times. You have to pay. And, and you will not believe it. They will give me cash and add some. Because they, 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 they couldn't understand it. It was too marvelous for them. That the whole doctor had descended. I'll come in my ambulance with my nurse. Yeah. But you see, that's what I'm talking about humility. Many of you are poor and you are also proud. PP. You are suffering from PP. Poverty and pride. You are suffering from hard. I can't hear you. Are suffering from what? PP. Ask your brother or sister. Are you suffering from PP? Poverty and pride. Wow. 
How many of you are blessed this morning? Is God changing your life? Is it? I told you. That's why I told you. Come for the camp. Because God will change you. You will never be the same again after this camp. Okay. I am giving all of you five years by the grace of God. We are in 2018. By 2023. If you take God seriously. And if you take all that we are saying seriously, if the Lord has, hasn't come, none of you here, in fact, even you will not recognize yourself. Amen. You recognize yourself. Yes. But you must not only be hearers of the word, but do it. So, so you see, as I'm preaching, you must even write it down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You have to write it down. I'm going to change this. Yes. The man of God says that I cannot sleep too much. I know that I sleep too much. I'm going to change it. Yeah. Take practical steps. Buy an alarm clock. Set it. He said, Pan, I'm up. You know, most times I wake up very early, go to my study. But I will tell you that every day when I wake up, I don't want to wake up. When I wake up, I don't want to wake up. I want to continue to sleep, including this morning. When my alarm went off this morning, and I opened my eyes, the next one, oh, let me just extend it. Yeah. But I said to myself, no. No. Say no. No. No to sleeping a lot. No to walking around. Listen, I don't want to see you walking around your community after this camp, sitting with your friends, just chatting, you know, don't do that again. How many of you won't do that again? Find something to do. Something profitable for your life. Yes. Yeah. Hard work will not kill you. You see, my son, my son is a doctor. My daughter just finished law school. And uh, my little boy is about to write his uh, BEC. When my son was in senior high school, I told him, I told him there's no book that if you need, I won't buy. There's no extra classes that I will not pay for. Do all the extra classes. Any book, any pamphlet, Exam, whatever, pass questions, everything, study all and pass. And I told him, we have only one opportunity. When your SHS WASI results come, the school that you go is according to your WASI results. I told him, I don't have money for remedials. I don't. I told him. No, I, I called and sat him down a couple of times. I said that they are here. When his results came, A, A, B, B, something, plenty, medical school. He went to medical school abroad. And when you come, you have to write an exam. It's called foreign doctor's exam before you're allowed to practice in Ghana. People do it two years, three years. They have not passed. When he was in final year, I told him, 
not even final year, from third year. I said, this is the reason why people don't pass. The medicine you are studying there is white man's medicine. When you come, come to practice in a tropical country. So be coming. The holidays, come. People go and work. I know. I said, no, you just come. You come and work in the hospital, work at Kulibu, work days, days, days. He did that for about three years. Then, I bought all the books for him. I said, study all the books. All the past questions, everything. I said, study. When you come, that exam, okay, you pass if you study. Yeah. Do you see? He finished school. My son, he finished, when he finished medicine, he was 22 years. He finished June and came. There was an exam in October. I said, don't take it. Take the one in February. Learn. Go to school. I sent him back to Kolobu. There was a class. I said, go there. Be there. I'll pay for it. Yours is to learn. Yeah. He did the exams. He's one of the few people who have done that exam once and passed. He did once and passed. Yeah. My daughter just finished law school about one month ago. When he started, when she started, there were about 100 students in the law school, in the law school, including international students. By the time he was finishing, the class has reduced about 40 people. And then he was the only international student. Only. The only international student. Who made it to the end. Only one. And recently, I was driving with him to Anakazone. He said, Daddy, I remember what you told me. He said, you told me that if I fail once, you bring me to Ghana. You bring me. I told him. I said, look. I don't have the school fees, I think about $5,000 or so. I said, you see, when you fail, the price of the failure is 5000 I don't have it. I said, I have 5000 for promotion. Promotion. I don't have 5000 for repeat, for failure. No, I don't. I said I will bring you back. I told her when she started the school. When she started the school, I think first year, first year or second year, she failed one exam. It's the only exam that she failed throughout the whole course. When she failed that exam, I took her on. Hey, it was noisy. I said you are coming back. You are. She begged. That's all right. It's the last time. No more failure. No. So, she studied. He said, Daddy, I need this book. I said, no problem. Mine is to buy. Yours is to study. Yeah. She's so happy. Most of her friends that she started at school couldn't do the law. Many of them. She's been there for five years. The course is five years. At the end of five years, he's qualified. Many of them are still there. Yeah. My son, she, he's doing BEC. Last year, 
I called him. I said, Brother, come. I said, I said, do you want to pass well? Everything? I said, yes. I said, there's something called hard work. Steady hard. He used to wake up at five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning and go to school. I said, no, 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 no. You must wake up at 4 a.m. and study from 4 a.m. Small boy, 4 a.m. to 5. Then between 5 to 6, I want you to do your quiet time. When he started, oh, I felt sorry for him. He said, I think that's how God feels about us. Because I'll wake up, you know, to go to my study. I'll see him there. He's working. There. <laughs> Struggling. Struggling. I said, brother, how? He said, that is good. You know, it's working. I can see this. But I will encourage him. I'll go and rub my hand on his side. I say, yeah, it's working. Amen. Do you know what he does now? He came to tell me, I think earlier this year. He said, Daddy, I don't want to wake up at 4 a.m. I said, when do you want to? He said, I want to wake up at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. I said, why? So I want to study more before I go. So I am now even the one who said, oh, I said, 3 a.m. dear, it's too early. So make it 3.30. Yeah. He wakes up 3.30. Constant. Constant. Yeah. And when I meet him and I call him, we have a rhyme that we recite. I just call him. I say, mathematics. He said, one. He said, French. One. Social set. One. DVT. One. This one. One. That is how it is. When, when we meet now, I start. When I see him, I say, mathematics. He says, one. <laughs> one. No, my daughter is here. Ask me. That's my daughter here. She will tell you. Yeah. And I have no doubt. I have no doubt that by the grace of God, you get one, one, one. High marks. You may think that he's, he's done apple. He has been studying. Hard. Amen. So I hope you are blessed. Yes. Eh? You know, I, I think God has blessed you because this was not the start of what I was going to talk about. I'm going to teach you about our anointing, but I think God has just, you know, decided to deliver. a great musician, Lady Pastor Ida sings new songs all the time. How can it be? How can it be? How can it be? It means she doesn't sleep. Because, you see, to, to learn the ways, to memorize them, the lyrics and to the melody and the distance, every time she sings a new song. Do you get it? Recently, I was blasting our praise and worship people. I said, your praise and worship is the same one way. Come and stand there and say, why is your kutuji? Why are you asking us, why is your kutuji? Eh? Yeah. You don't learn new songs. You don't learn new worship songs. I told them. Why is better stuff? Eh? Did you just come? 
Yeah, did I did I ask you? Yes. Ah. Did you get it? So, brothers and sisters, another thing that you have to do in your preparation to be able to do the beautiful job is to overcome laziness in your life. Hallelujah. Alright. Amen. Hmm? Then, from there, we now looked at the different components of the beautiful job. Which is what? What's the different components of the beautiful job? What's, what is, what, no, what is the abbreviation? P means what? V is what? C is what? And I is what? Interaction. Then another component of the beautiful job is what? Evangelism. Amen. Amen. And I taught you that you must have a certain type of attitude. To be able to do evangelism well. You must love sinners. How many of you are going to love sinners? You must have compassion on sinners. You must have a burden to see sinners saved. You must have a desire to see sinners saved. You must seek for sinners. And you must sacrifice. You must sacrifice. To do evangelism. Can I have an amen? amen? You must sacrifice. How many of you are going to sacrifice? Yeah. You see, sacrifice means that to forego something in place of something else. So, for example, when you're, uh, you know, we have been doing uh, person-to-person evangelism, but without most of you. It's all the pastors. But it's because I was waiting to train you. Now your pastors are going to tell you, this Friday or this Saturday, we are going to do person-to-person evangelism. It may, it may coincide with something else that you want to do. But you say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll not do this, but I'll go for the evangelism. Yeah? You have to sacrifice. Hallelujah. Then, I showed you how to do one-on-one evangelism. Is that not so? Pray before you go. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you boldness. Ask the Holy Spirit to anoint you. Ask the Holy Spirit to uh, lead you to souls that are prepared. Ask the Holy Spirit to uh, bring conviction as you are preaching. Amen. Amen. Approach boldly and cheerfully. Present yourself well. It's very important. Okay? When you are going out, present yourself well. Don't just put on a certain t-shirt and move. No, prepare. Just put on your nice shirt, your trousers, your shoe. Look smart. Look decent. Then they will receive you. Do you see? Ladies, you don't have to present yourself in a way that you know, I mean, it's like you you look, it's like, ah, is it about jazz you want to do or you want to come and promote yourself to us? I get what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Okay. If we are a lady, listen, if we are a lady and you go out and your, your, uh, breasts are showing, you cannot tell us that you are not aware. Didn't you look in the mirror? Didn't you look in the mirror? Do you understand it? Yeah. Okay. Then, witness to the people. The easiest way to witness is to tell people about your life. What has Christ done for you? Share that with them. No basic scriptures. John 3.16. Eh? Romans 3.10. Romans 3.23. Romans 3.6.23. Romans 10.9.10. Then pray for the person. And then take detailed information. The person's name, including popular name, nicknames. Then the location of the house. If possible, walk and go and go and see the house. Take the phone number. Say, is this your phone number? Or it belongs to your mother or your friend or whatever. Do you understand it? And then invite them for your center meeting and also to church. Is it powerful? Have I summarized everything for you? Give the Lord a wonderful clap. Now, now, this morning I want to talk about catch the anointing. Catch the anointing. Amen. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6. So he said to me, so then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. The ministry. All right, lift up your right hand. Say, I cannot do the ministry by my own strength, by my own power. I need the Spirit of God. Amen. Okay. The ministry cannot be done by might or by power. Now, what are, when you say might, what are some of the things that are mighty? Money. Money. You may have a lot of money, but you will not be successful in ministry. Yeah. Bishop says that there's something that he has noticed. That when the Healing Jesus campaign goes to certain places, and the pastors, some of the pastors see the array of tracks and equipment and all that. They seem to say that if they had that, they could also do the crusade. But you see, you could be given that, the tracks, the equipment, and all that is, that is the might. 
but you will not be able to gather people. Because the gathering of the people is by the anointed. Another example of might is the color of your skin. Being black or being a white man. Another example of might is whether you are female or you are a male. Another example of might is whether you are educated or uneducated. Some of the pastors with the largest churches don't have much education. They don't have much education. So education is mighty, but it doesn't define the ministry. And on and on and on and on. Financial power. The power of connection. We have connections. Still will not give you a certain level of ministry. Hallelujah. The ministry is by the Spirit of God. Listen, 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 listen. Listen. Where we have entered, listen carefully. Because this is where the anointing is coming. This is where the anointing The anointing is coming. God is pouring His Spirit on you. Amen. Are you going home? Yeah. Now, Jesus, Jesus, the Son of God, when he came to the face of the earth, are you listening to me? For 30 years, he didn't do ministry because he had not received the anointing. Think about it. For 30 years, he was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. Now, immediately, he received the anointing. He began ministry. Look at Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God anointed Jesus. If God anointed Jesus for him to do the ministry, you must also be anointed before you can do the ministry. Amen. Amen. What is the anointing? What is the anointing? The anointing is the Holy Spirit. Amen. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. That is upon a man of God which enables him to do the ministry. Without that anointing, the ministry is impossible and very difficult. Pastors, listen to me. I won't lie to you. I won't lie to you. If you are struggling, it's because you are not anointed. Yeah. So seek the anointing. Seek the anointing. And become anointed. Come on, 
Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 10. If the iron be blunt and ye do not wet the edge, then must ye put to more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. If the iron be blunt and you do not wet the edge, then must he put hmm, to more strength. NIV. If the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed. But skill will bring success. More strength is needed. NLT. Using a dull axe requires great strength. Eh? So sharpen the blade. A shepherd who is doing ministry, but center work ministry, without the anointing, is using a dull axe. A pastor who is doing ministry. All right? Without anointing, is using a dull axe. Amen. Amen. Hmm? Yeah. How many of you have? Weeded under a cocoa farm before. Cocoa farm. How many of you? Is that radio? You've done that before. Eh? Yes. Please tell us. If the cutlass is not sharp, what what is the experience? There's a mic. Sorry? You find it difficult. And how do you realize that it's difficult? Uh, Your hands will will just blister. Yeah. And then the weeding doesn't go fast. Oh, I remember when we were children. It was so nice. Sharpening cattle. And then we'll be singing. You know, when you throw the cutlass, it goes, it goes, but when it is hard, when you cut it, pop, when you cut it, pop, it can even bounce down and, and hurt you. That is why the ministry, in the lives of some pastors, the ministry has bounced back and deserted them. There are pastors who are angry. Do you understand? The, the ministry is not working. They, 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 are, they are blaming people. You don't need to blame anybody. Look at the type of axe that we are using. What is the type of cutlass that we are holding? Using a dull axe requires great strength. So sharpen the blade, brother. Sharpen it. How do you sharpen it? Become anointed. 
the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit makes the catalyst you are using for the ministry sharp. Becomes easy. The message Bible, what does it say? Remember, the duller the acts, the harder the work. Use your head. The more brains, the lesser muscle. But the first part is what? Remember, the duller the acts, the harder the work. The duller, not dollar like money. <laughs> D-U-L-L-E-R. Eh? Ah, but you have message Bible you have not been giving us. The duller the acts, the harder the work. So listen, shepherds, how many of you want to serve the Lord? You've got to be anointed. That's why you need to catch the anointing. Because the anointing can be taught, but you not have it. You need to catch it. I said the anointing can be taught. You can be, you can be taught. Down. Look, in our Bible school, we bring hundreds of students and we teach them. Some catch the anointing, some don't. But I see you catching the anointing. I said, I see you catching the anointing. I see you as an anointed shepherd. I said, I see you as an anointed shepherd. Amen. Amen. So I've been preaching for hours since we came. Eh? No struggle. No struggle. Eh? Yeah. No struggle. I mean, yesterday I preached hours in the afternoon, hours in the evening. You were tired, so I released you to go. Now, now, listen. Listen. The anointing. Okay. But I give you a phone. It's very precious. Okay. Come this way. Shift. Come, come, stand here. Stand here. Yes. Is your phone precious? Now the three of you sit down. This is the mountain. You have to catch it. Is it precious? You have to catch it. Bring it. Is it precious? You have to catch it. Are you ready? the ground. It's finished. Catch it. Listen. Have you seen the focus? The attention? Do you see? It takes you doing many things in a focused manner to catch 
Amund. So now, so now, I'm going to give you steps to catching the anointing. Steps to catching the anointing. Number one, to catch the anointing, you must have a great desire for it. To catch the anointing, you must have a great desire for it. Amen? Listen. How many of you want to be anointed? I'm giving you steps to the anointing. Watch. What do I mean by steps to the anointing? I'll show you. I'll show you. Papa Kwastani, with your phone. Lift your phone. I want his phone. I am here. I have to take steps. 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 Until I get here and I lay hands on the amount. How many of you understand that? In other words, you must do certain things before you catch the amount. Step number one, have a great desire for the anointing. The best way I can describe it is what leads to marriage. Do you get it? What leads to marriage? Now, the type of desire that leads to marriage is not the ordinary desire. It's an intense desire. I mean, it's amazing that there are millions of ladies in the world, but the man sees this particular one and it's like, that is it. He can't sleep. He can't go to work. He can't eat. He can't, without thinking about this person, calling her, Sending test messages. When he sends a test message and he has not gotten a reply, he can't eat. Same thing for the lady. Do, do you see? They meet all the time. They talk all the time. They want to be together. They want to travel together. They want to, you know, there is desire. I get what I'm saying. You must, you must, listen. Anything that you really want, you have to have a strong desire before you get it. I see pastors say, I want to be anointed. I want the anointed. I don't see any desire. I don't see it. I don't see. I don't see you praying. I don't see you waiting on God. I don't see you reading the scriptures. I don't see you soaking messages, watching videos, chasing the anointed man of God. I don't see it. I don't see a certain intensity and passion. Yeah. Desire. You know? 
received the anointing from Isaac? Jacob or Esau? Eh? Come with me to Genesis. Speak in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 25 from verse 29. NLT. One day, when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I am starved. Give me some of that red stew. This is how Esau got his other name, Edom, which means red. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn. Trade me your rights. You see, in those days, and and it's still the same. When we are the firstborn, you had, I mean, the largest share of your father's inheritance. So that was an anointing. So Esau, now watch you, I'm talking about desire. Go back to Exodus 25. Now, verse, then, yeah, all right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as a fair son. Esau, watch this had the anointing to be the firstborn, which entitled him to the larger portion of his father's inheritance. He came and he wanted to eat stew. And Jacob, watch this, listen, go back. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as a firstborn. Let me ask you a question. The request of Jacob, how does it relate to give me some stew? Give me some stew. You can say that I will not give you, or you have to pay for it, or do you remember the other time I asked you to help me? You didn't help me, so will you help me? Promise that you help me. Nothing like that, too. He said, Give me, you are the head. Okay, give that authority to me. So from today, I'll be the head. You'll be the younger. Watch this. Why? Why? He knew. He knew the importance of it. And perhaps all along, he had been desiring, thinking, how can I get this? Verse 32. Look, I'm dying of starvation. Said Esau. What good 
is my birthright to me now. But Jacob said, first you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his right as a firstborn to his brother Jacob. Listen, Jacob was desirous of the anointing. Jacob was desirous of the anointing. Esau despised it. Esau despised it. Esau made light, lightness of it. Did not value it. Yeah. Jacob had a great desire. He had thought about it. If I am the firstborn, he knew great things will happen to me. How many of you want God to anoint you? You must desire it. You must decide, Lord, please anoint me. You must decide to be anointed. I desire to be anointed. No. I am not content of where I am. I desire that the Lord would take me higher. 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 I've not seen the dead race. I've seen two, but in the womb, in the womb, two dead babies in the womb have been raised. But I want to see a real, physical one. Yeah, I've not seen it. It takes it takes an anointing. It takes an anointing. It takes an anointing. You have to have a strong desire. You want to marry that lady? Eh? She'll be bluffing you. She'll be bluffing you. When you call, she doesn't pick. When you visit her, she squeezes her face. When you say you want to come and visit, she's giving an excuse. But is she the one that you really want to marry? Do you have a desire? Look, your desire will let you overcome every obstacle until that lady one day will be in your bedroom naked, lying down there with you. You have married her. You have married her. The lady was saying this. I mean, yeah. You know, some of you, the reason why the reason why you don't sometimes achieve great things is because you give up too early. You give up too early. Yeah. But if you want to achieve something, you cannot give up. We are believing God for a mega church at AA. And my pastor and myself, and I have joined you. Because you are now going to be the first set of shepherds at the cathedral. We have decided that nothing, there's nothing that will stop us. Our desire is strong. When people come to, hey, four months church, all these people are here, we we don't see it all. The target that we have, well, that's not it. 
we have a strong desire. So have a strong desire for the anointing. Anything that you have a strong desire for, you, are, you see it, you achieve it. You have it. You see it, you achieve it. You have it. You see it, you achieve it. You have it. You see it, you achieve it. You have it. Amen. Amen. Number two. Step number two. Pray for it. Pray for it. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 11 and verse 13. Luke chapter 11 and verse 13. Pray for the anointing. If ye, if ye then being able know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that acts him. Amen. Amen. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to which people? To which people? To which people? To them who would. But how do you ask God for something? Prayer. So pray for the anointing. If you want the anointing, pray for the anointing. Yes. How many of you want the anointing? Pray for the anointing. I pray almost every day for the anointing. I tell the Lord, please anoint me. Please increase me in the anointing. Please give me the anointing. Give me the Holy Spirit. I need the anointing. Pray for it. And watch. God says that if you pray for it, he'll give it to you. Pastors, do you pray for the anointing? Pray for it. Spend hours. Oh Lord, anoint me. Oh Lord, anoint me. Oh Lord, anoint me. Yeah. Pray for it. So desire is one thing. But prayer is also another thing. Pray for the anointing. How many of you are going to pray for the anointing? Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to make a statement. Never forget it. Pray for the anointing more than any other thing. Because it's the most important thing you need for the ministry. Pray for the anointing more than any other thing. Because it is the most important thing you need for the ministry. Yeah. It's the most important thing. If there's one thing I'll ask you to pray for, pray for the anointing. 
And through the anointing, okay, every aspect of the ministry will be sorted out. Yeah? When we are anointed, the anointing affects all other areas. The anointing will give you a good husband or a good wife. Oh, yeah. The anointing will give you opportunities in life. The anointing will give you money. People will give to you because you are anointed. Yeah. <laughs> How people, they travel from very far. Come. I say, why are you here? I say, oh, I want to come and honor you. So a seed into your life. Pastors, pray for the anointing. Lift up your two hands and pray for the anointing right now. We ask for your anointing. Father, anoint us. Lord, anoint us. Anoint us, Lord. 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 Lord, we pray for your anointing. We ask for the anointing. We ask for your anointing. We ask for your anointing. We ask for your anointing. Anoint us, O God. Anoint us, O God. Anoint me, O God. Anoint me, O God. Tell the Lord to anoint you. Ask the Lord to anoint you. Lord, we ask for your anointing. We ask for your anointing. Anoint us, O God. 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 Laboshite maka. Lirelelelele boshabala baba. Rakatala baba baba le baba le baba le baba le Ilelele boshiba yandelelele bekapa. Rikatala baba shiba Masonde libro coro lobo mosondi rianda la baba rakapa yitone bashata ba rimama mama mayanta le baba shabaya la baba rikani bosi antelebebe anoint me Lord anoint me Lord lift up your voice and pray ask the Lord to anoint you 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 Lord anoint me Lord anoint me Lord Anoint me, Lord. Anoint me, Lord. Anoint me. Ilelele bosha tono bosinde belebe yaba. Rika tani brosha balababa. Iko no bosunda balibe shitala. Rila la la, rila la la, rila la la, rebololo. Razuzi razabazunda baya. Inokondo bole bosha ta. Rakota mama mama yanda bakata. Rabo boshito mosore. Ela broki. Ayaya 
I am a son one day. I read my I am a son delebaya. I am a son debaya. A Sunday, 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 Mazabanda. In on the Baya Bone Masonda. I bore the Masonda Palemosonde. Lebrekele Baba. Ayayaziza Zabiliota. Anoint us law. Anoint us law. Anoint us law. Anoint us law. Pray and ask the Lord to anoint you. 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 Lord, I want to be an anointed shepherd. I want to be an anointed shepherd. I want to be an anointed shepherd. Anoint me, Lord. Anoint me, Lord. Anoint me, Lord. Anoint me, Lord. Rizazi andele. Ile barali boyandelele. Rimama sundele bela malende. Irokorola babo shaba. Ayamama mama le mola male mola mara male boya. Rikaka Baleba, Iyaba Baba Balibare Le Masa, Idoro Lokotoro Lokotoro Lokotoro, Inamama Sando, Arabashibala, Librala Mama Zobazizimala, Rikatiri Bolo 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 Bolo, Lift up your voice and pray. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Luke chapter 3 verse 21. Luke chapter 3 and verse Luke chapter 3 and verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying. Watch it. And praying. The heaven was opened. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son. Indeed, I am well pleased. The Holy Ghost descended upon Jesus when he was praying. How many of you can see that? The Holy Ghost descended upon Jesus when he was praying. It came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying and praying. A heaven was opened. When you pray, the heaven will open and the Holy Spirit will be poured upon your life. The anointing will be poured into your life. I see you being anointed mightily. You need the anointing to preach, you need the anointing to teach, you need the anointing to sing, you need the anointing to be an usher, you need the anointing to be a pastor, to be an evangelist, to be a prophet, you need the anointing to be a businessman, you need the anointing to marry, you need the anointing for everything. Nothing works without the anointing. 
Amen. So pray. Listen, I cannot overemphasize it. Pray. I've prayed over the years for that mountain. Age. Thousands of hours. For that mountain. Yeah. You know, many of you here, it is because of our mountain that your life will change. Oh, yeah. It's because of our mountain that your life will change. You'll be a completely different person by our mountain. So, steps to the mountain. Step number one. What is step number one? I can't hear you. What's step number one? Have a great desire for the anointing. What is step number two? Pray for the anointing. Number three. Catch the anointing. No, write it this way. The first one is catch the anointing by having a great desire for it. Catch the anointing by having a great desire for it. Hallelujah. Steps to the anointing. Are you catching the steps? What is step one? Catch the anointing by having a great desire for it. A strong desire, great desire. So, when we live here, what you should always desire for is the anointing. Your desire for the anointing must move to another level. Like you desire for a girl. When you see a girl and you want the girl, you do anything and everything to get the girl. You buy credit. If it's not working, you buy mobile phone. Mobile phone is not working. They said the, mo- the, the phone is yam. You go and buy apple. <laughs> you move from yam to apple. Hallelujah. Just to get the, the sister. Just to get the sister. You have seen some two mangoes or something that you are desiring for this thing I must have it you don't have it so you want it so you go and buy apple you yourself you are using a yam using a yam when they call you you have to say hello then you turn into you listen to the person "Uh, how are you I'm fine meanwhile you have bought an apple for a girl Hallelujah. The lady said, Men are suffering. But when we get you and you are in our nets, 
When you are in our net, you we are suffering. Are you two? You 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 have a strong desire for us. Hallelujah. Strong desire. Strong desire. In the night, you'll be thinking all night. What should I do? What should be my next strategy? Because the sister is not accepting the thing. That's the same way you must. The whole night you must be thinking, what must I do to catch the anointing? What must I do? What must I do? The whole night when you wake up anointing, when you are eating anointing, when you are bathing anointing, well, every time anointing, 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 anointing. Strong desire. Strong desire for the anointing. And Bishop said, you need anointing for everything. Everything. You need anointing. To be a good wife, you must be anointed. Oh, yes. You must be anointed. To be a very good wife, to be a good husband, you must be anointed. So all we need is the anointing. All we need is the anointing. Even if you want to be an ordinary Christian, you don't want to be a pastor or a shepherd in the church, you need anointing. The anointing is the fuel that makes our lives successful, move, go smoothly. Is the anointing. An anointed Christian is different from an unanointed Christian. You do well when you are anointed. Hallelujah. So have a strong desire, a strong desire, a strong desire for the anointing. Be, always be asking, what must I do? What, what can I do to be anointed? What should I do? What should I do? And when they say, do this, you are doing it. Do this, you are doing it. Do this. Like all the things that Bishop told us here, you are doing all. Because you want to be anointed. Hallelujah. Strong. One of the things that uh, a strong desire or a great desire for the anointing will make you do is to love Bishop. To love Bishop is that you want to be close to Bishop wherever you see him. You want to, some of you have come here, you have not come to say hello to Bishop. It's a mistake. You must be looking for the opportunity for him to shake you or say something to you. Are you understanding me? Yeah, when we come here, don't just be around. When we close the session, you have carried your things. You are running into your room. You want to go and sleep. No, try to come and have some contact. Even when you come here and you say, so I'm coming later. Thank you, Bishop. Go and come. Come again. Come again. Hey, when you have the desire, you go and come. You go and come. You want the sister. You go. Can you? When you come, you knock the door. She's inside. Oh, she'll send a small girl to come and tell her she's not inside. And you know that she's in the room. You go and come back. Ushe, what are you saying? You stand there until she comes out. Hello? Oh, yeah. Yes. This is an important revelation you must go home with. Very, very important. A strong desire for the anointing. Strong desire for the anointing. Because of how important it is. Not by might, not by power, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It will take the spirit of God for you to do well, to succeed, 
to move forward, to search forward, to break through, it will take the spirit, the anointing of God for you to do well. Hello? And to catch it, you must have a strong desire. Remove all other things from your heart. Say everything, go, go, go. Desire for money. If you want money, go for the anointing. Oh, yes. Be anointed, you have money. If you want... Pardon? We should remove. He's taking all nice. Remove all nice. Hallelujah. Whatever is there that you now deserve for, you long for, take all of them out. Go for the anointing. When the anointing comes, all other things will come. All other things will come. All other things will become easy. The anointing makes things easy. It makes life easy. Life easy. You want an easy life. You want an easy marriage. You want things to work in a certain way. Just be anointed. Just be anointed. So strong desire. Strong desire. Strong desire. When you wake up, go on your knees. And Bishop made a statement. Never forget. He said, pray for the anointing more than anything. Pray for the anointing all the time when you are praying in the morning, you wake up for your morning prayer. Add anointing. Lord, anoint me. Lord, anoint. If you are praying for one hour, at least 30, 60% you are anointed. Anointed. Lord, anoint me. Lord, anoint. Look, even when you are anointed, demons cannot come close to you. So you can easily even just pray small for de- against demons and all that and pray for the anointing. When you are anointed, they can't come close to you. They can't come. They can't come close to you. Hello? So how many of us are going to have a strong desire for the anointing? Some of you, all you desire for is rice. Watching. As you are even sitting here, you are waiting for us to close so that you can go and buy the watching. You, you the, the watching there. Eh? No, it, it's amazing, oh. Whilst we are here, even Bishop is talking about the anointing. Some of you, all you are thinking about is, when are we going to close? My, I'm hungry. I, I, I want I, the fufu, the fufu, the, the fufu, the. I'm thinking about the fufu. Food. Put food aside. Go for the anointing. Desire for the anointing. Desire for the anointing. May that desire fill you right now. In the name of Jesus, desire, desire. It should be on your mind all the time. When you are there, you are thinking about anointing. When you are there, anointing, 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 anointing. The shaman. Hallelujah. No, is it going down? Are you catching it? Number two, pray for it. Pray for the anointing. Okay, that's where Bishop said, pray for I, I wrote it down. Are you, are you taking notes? Yeah. said, pray for the anointing more than any other thing because it is the most important thing you need for the ministry. Pray for it more than any other thing. Pray. 
Prayer. Prayer. Crying. Calling upon God. Lord, anoint me. Lord, anoint me. Lord, anoint me. In the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, all the time. Lord, anoint me. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Look, you will change. Young men, you will change. You will change. When you are anointed, you will change. Ladies, you will change. People will see you and be amazed. People will see you and be surprised. They will see something upon you. They will see it. They will see it. They want to come close. They want to help you. They want to bless you. Pray for it all the time. Lord, anoint me. You know, Bishop has spoken about prayer several times in this camp. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Believe God for a prayer revival before you go home. Believe God for that. To, to be able to pray. Some of you pray for only five minutes. It must go to 15 30, one hour. Are, are you getting me? Yeah. One hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, five, six, seven. I see you praying for seven hours. Seven hours. Seven hours. You are dead. I see our ladies praying for hours. Vic. You must pray for hours. You are there. Lord, anoint me. Hey, anoint me. Hours, hours. It will make you a star. Oh, yes. You become a star. You become a great man. You will change. Anoint me. Anoint me. Hours. You are on your knees. Lord, anoint me. You are lying in your bed. Lord, anoint on the floor. Lord, anoint me. Prayer. 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 Praying. Praying. The times you used to chat, to sit with your friends and just chat, talk about unnecessary things. Spend that time to pray for the anointing. Are you getting me? Yeah. Learn to talk to God. It's amazing how we can talk, we can meet and be talking to each other and we cannot talk to God. Learn to talk to God and go to God and say, Lord, anoint me. Anoint me. You'll be anointed in the name of Jesus. You will be anointed. I believe God is blessing us. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together and welcome Bishop.